Welcome to Impactful Teens, a podcast dedicated to helping teens create an impactful and God-honoring life by developing a fulfilling and meaningful career. Each episode is 5 to 10 minutes of inspiration, motivation, and practical applications to design your life and career in a way that positively impacts the world around you. Today I have for you seven tips on how to talk to teens, or how can I get my teen to talk to me? How can I get them to open up and communicate? Let's jump right in. Number one, you need to be yourself. Don't try to talk like your kids or like their peers. You're an adult, so be an adult. Ideally, you've laid the groundwork for getting your teens to talk when they were young, and if you have learned how to navigate disagreements with your children when they're younger, you'll find it easier for them to open up and talk with you when they become teens and on even thornier, more difficult issues than when they're a child. If you can figure out how to resolve conflict with them when they're in middle school, like over social media use, cell phones, and bedtime issues, that sets the tone for future conversations, like things about sex, intimacy, drugs, and alcohol. Those can be difficult conversations, but if you set that groundwork from little on up, that opens up the conversation for future harder issues. Number two, model the good communication that you want them to have with you. Start by being open and having good communication within your family. Share details about your day when you're sitting around the dinner table. Tell stories about your childhood and share things about yourself that aren't always good, even when they're not pretty, don't be afraid to put that out there. And don't shy away from answering questions about your experiences that they may have. And remember, too, that the best communicator is a good listener. So be a good listener as well. If you tune in to your kids when they're young and when they want to talk, because we all know that little kids like to talk, don't be afraid to listen to them even when you're tired and cranky and uninterested. That will help them to be more apt to open up and talk to you when they grow older, when they're in their teenage years. Listen when they drone on about their favorite TV show or the latest schoolyard drama. It might be boring, sure, but they're telling you about themselves. Learn who they are. Number three, don't be afraid to compromise. We often view compromise as a slippery slope. We think that if we give a little bit here, We'll have to give a lot more because we've always, we've grown up hearing if you give an inch, they'll take a mile. That's not always the truth. If you give a little bit of ground when you can on something not important, they'll be more apt to concede when it's something that's important to you. Choose your battles wisely. Don't create a fight over the little things like torn jeans or something small, unimportant. Maybe even not fixing the bed in the morning. That's not a critical issue. But hold a harder line on the things that will matter down the road. Bigger issues of safety and morality. There's a fine line that parents have to walk. You're allowed to insist on being respected. But if you argue about every issue, you're going to push a kid away. Especially if you nitpick the small stuff. Number four, be positive. Attend to the things that are positive. Negative bias in we as people is very strong. We're hardwired towards the negative. That's why it's easier to focus on negative behavior and let positive behavior go unnoticed. Now, we can all know just by simple observation that teenagers are not out doing horrible things all day long. 
Catch them in the act of doing something good. And then focus on it. Say, wow, I see what you did there. Way to go. I love seeing when you do that. That's important because positive interaction leads to more positive interaction. The more you do this, the more opportunities you have to communicate effectively. We can also create those positive experiences for them. So much of the time that we spend with teens is negative or interrogative, interrogative, however you say that word. Like, did you do your homework? Did you clean your room? Did you do good on the test? Kids need to spend time with their parents, with their teachers, with their leaders. Time that's fun, enjoyable, and just chill. Play a game with them. Cook with them. Teach them something new. Go hiking. Watch a TV show or a movie. Spend quality time with them that's not trying to say, did you do this? Or how how did you do that? Just be with them. Number five, talk more, listen less. I hope you caught that. It's actually the other way around. Talk less, listen more. We as adults naturally want to tap into our hard-earned wisdom to make the life of youth easier. We want to impart that wisdom onto them. But that's not necessarily what they want or need. Oftentimes, the minute a teenager talks about a problem they're having, we just want to dive in and interrupt them and offer advice and maybe even criticize them for their poor decisions. And we want to try to fix it. But what they really want is for us to listen to them, to understand them deeply and and to empathize with them. By acting as a sounding board, not responding too quickly, you as a parent will ultimately be in a better position to offer the right counsel. Where your teen lacks experience They have a great understanding of their own life and how they feel and their experience in that. Number six, problem solve together. When kids are small, parents make all the decisions. But when they become teenagers, they should be involved in their decisions that involve their life. Getting teens to talk should be a give and take. If there's a disagreement over a cure for you, for example, ask them to come up with a handful of ways to resolve the dispute. Then you do the same thing. They need to feel like their thoughts and opinions are valid and respected. Discuss the possible outcomes and consequences of the proposed solutions and figure out what would be the best outcome for both parties. Say your curfew is at 10 o'clock. They're like, no, I should be out till midnight. Figure out, discuss ways that y'all can compromise and solve that problem together. Don't be afraid to quarrel about it or, or get in a little argument. That's okay sometimes. When they argue with you, they're learning to become more assertive and to advocate for their point of view. They're learning how to effectively handle disagreements. Try to move the conversation more to a negotiation rather than an argument. It's a valuable skill that they can use in the future to manage their relationships, especially with teachers and peers and bosses and coworkers in the future. And it helps them to resist peer pressure. You don't want kids who always acquiesce to whatever is going on in the moment. Number seven, last one, don't judge. Getting teens to talk might mean letting go of your expectations. With so much focus on achievement these days, teenagers feel judged all the time, whether it's by their friends, by their teachers, college admissions officers, their coach, their parents. They don't need another person, especially their parents, piling on. If they feel that there's only two options, success or failure, and nothing in between, that can get in the way of effective communication. If you only focus on the behaviors that disappoint you or on their grades, 
they will think that you see them in terms of what they produce. They need to know that we stand by them no matter what and see them for who they really are. I hope this was valuable for you today. Again, I'll go over those seven tips on how to open up communication with your teens. Be yourself. Model good communication. Don't be afraid to compromise. Focus on their positive behaviors. Talk less, listen more, problem solve together, and don't judge. That's all I've got for today. Stay focused on your mission, remain steadfast in your pursuit of excellence, and always do the right thing.